Uh, Chris, one of the things that uh, jumps out to me in your notes, I think is a really interesting point, is about the way investors seem to be using tech as a safety trade to some extent. And you say it's not clear whether or not that playbook of hiding out in FANG stocks will work again. Walk me through your thought process there. Yeah, I think what's different is, you know, the last time we saw a real economic slowdown like we're going to experience was probably coming out of 17. And we were in a fairly low growth environment and we were still very much on the downside of the commodity trend. So you could hide out in FANG stocks and certainly even coming out of the pandemic, they behave better than treasuries as far as a safety trade. The setup's just a little different now. You know, we're, we're coming down from very high inflation levels to lower inflation levels. Industrial growth is gonna slow, but it's not gonna slow dramatically for another few quarters. Services still has to reopen. And the oil trade, which is, I think, going to be the most important trade over the next six to 12 months, is still very much intact and moving higher. So, you know, the Fed's hands are somewhat tied. Uh, should the economy continue to slow, they really can't provide a lot of easing. Inflation may be a little stickier, and that could be a problem as there's better places to, to make money and there's more strength elsewhere outside of FANG. FANG may not be the only place to go. So, Chris, uh, the market seems to be trying to force that point uh, though as we continue to see this kind of reawakening of not just a big tech and fang but some of the frothier growth stuff as well that in the past uh, we saw was the most sensitive to rates does it make sense in your mind the last 10 days the way this market seems to have thrown out the possibility of higher yields i mean just the 10-year dove the curve flattened and it it feels like all of the to topics from February seem to have gone to the wayside, but should they? I mean, we're still talking to your point here, crude, inflation themes and others. Yeah, I, I think the market's still trying to sort it out. It does make sense that the curve's flattening. It does make sense that, that rates are falling. Um, they're not collapsing. We are clearly in a growth rate cycle slowdown for the industrial side of the economy. And just like China led the US industrials and goods producers led services. And so they're gonna roll over first. So the market's just saying, look, we can see a slowdown coming. We can look at the three most important factors for inflation and acknowledge that when you have an industrial slow growth slowdown, typically inflation rolls over as well, but there can be quite a lag. And while we've seen softness in the uh, the softer economies, ag and industrial metals, they're really not that important. The sticky parts of inflation are wages, housing, and oil. And all those are still in a self-reinforcing cycle higher. So I think that's the only thing keeping steepness in the curve at this point. If we do see uh, a more dramatic slowdown as we get past the third and into the fourth quarter, and we start to see some of these other factors, whether it's labor or housing or oil, which I don't think we'll see any weakness in oil, start to roll over, then I think you could see the curve really starting to flatten out because you know we pulled a lot of demand forward uh, with stimulus activity and that's gonna leave a hole when we look out another 12 months or so and the market's just starting to acknowledge that. Okay, so Chris, when you say the kind of impulse for the industrial recovery has peaked, I mean, what's the potential range of outcomes you see here as, uh, as how negative it could be is this because right now it's not showing up in stocks so much. Should it be showing up in the equity market more? I think it's what you were mentioning in your in your intro remarks, Oliver, where you were talking about things are getting very stock specific and there's an exception to every rule. I think it is starting to show up in stocks a little bit and you're starting to see it play out, right? If you know, take away the last few weeks, but for the last six to eight weeks, you know, utilities have done okay. 
Uh, and you wouldn't expect to see that if we were still in an accelerating inflationary environment, accelerating growth and potential for rising rates. So I, I do think it's gonna be a little bit more nuanced in that regard. So I don't, I'm not, and this is why I don't think the FANG may be the place to go. It's very different coming down from seven, 8% nominal growth to three to 5% versus coming down from two to 3% nominal growth closer to zero. Um, and so in that former scenario, uh, it, it just means you need to be very particular around who really has in markets that haven't been exaggerated, that hadn't pulled forward demand, who does have pricing power to deal with rising labor costs. And it's gonna to get to be very, very stock specific. So Chris, right now, what looks like the best way to play this? You mentioned utilities. Uh, this week, the banks had a good week. If we want more direct interest rate exposure, uh, what to use themes, uh, seems like it can thread that needle right now. I think the best way to thread that needle right now is probably not the, the mega cap large tech, but tech like semiconductors, semi-cap equipment that are still pro-cyclical, so you still get to capture some of that upside. They've been big underperformers for really the year-to-date period, really back since November, but their underlying trends are as strong as, as any cyclical sector. And then if you really want to play upside because it's kind of a heads-I-win, tells-you-lose, I still think it's the oil trade. You know, we massively underinvested in energy coming into the pandemic, and we're going to set to be short the pandemic only exaggerated that underinvestment. And I know there's a lot of people that have shied away from the space because of the concerns around ESG and a transition to renewables. But the reality is physics and economics is gonna meet politics. And when they do, we're gonna need a lot more investment in order to make the transition to renewables. And that investment's gonna be on the, the traditional fossil fuel side. So I, I think we're gonna sit here at 70 plus dollar oil or stay in this range plus or minus 10 bucks for a long time. And a lot of the E&P companies do not reflect the cash flows that come with that. You know, they're easily in some cases 20, 30. And if you really go down in cap and get more of a levered balance sheet, they're still 100% undervalued. And that's gonna be a, a great source of alpha over the next 12 months. Mm -hmm.